All right, let's go hour number two on this Wednesday. Hope you're having a good one. I uh, hope you're dodging the raindrops, rain all around the area. Hope you're not getting, hope we're getting just enough and not too much wherever you are. Chad and Zay with you on this Wednesday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. We've hit the NBA. Philly and Denver getting big wins to go up 3-2 last night. Tonight, it's Miami and the Lakers with the same issue. They are trying to stop the series, go home, and not take the other one with them. They're on the road. They're trying to finish so they can go back home by themselves. Golden State and New York would like for the series to continue, and they would like to travel with those teams. Up 3-1 tonight. That's ever, That's all on TNT. We'll get some breakdown of that coming up. Uh, and there's all, obviously football to talk about. NFL scheduling coming out tomorrow. And, of course, College football, always on the brain. Only 115 days away from that first big weekend on September 2nd where Texas will play Rice and the college football season gets underway. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. It's our weekly visit with Justin Wells of Inside Texas and On3.com. Justin, how are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. I think summer is slowly approaching, getting a little bit more humid, getting a little bit more sunshine pretty well over here in the East Texas area. What about you guys? Man, I'm telling you what, I just realized we ought to give y'all some kind of a buzzer that you can hit when you start to feel that humidity to let us all know it's coming. Because I think that's the end. There's parts of like Louisiana, probably Mississippi, Bama, Georgia, but there's also hunks of East Texas that we just need to give y'all a button where you could press it and then we would all find out, oh Lord, here we go. That's what we need. But yeah, the button's a good idea, but I think you can just look, look at people's faces and how much they're drenched in sweat <laughs> as, the, as the number one indicator. Yeah. You know, like, like Lewis Black said, every time he went to Miami, he walked outside and he remembered after five minutes he forgot to put deodorant on his genitals. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. All right, uh, let's get a little uh, let's get a little Texas football talk in here. I just mentioned 115 days till the game, but now we're starting to get uh, a little bit from Sark here and there as the the barnstorming tour is going on. And I know the the last event had um, not only Sark but also Coach Terry and Coach Schaefer on the basketball side. Has anything come out of the Sark stuff that you feel is important right now, or is it just something to you know just kind of get people uh, mildly fired up about the season? It's really mostly to get fans and alum mildly fired up for the season. This is, you know, this is a typical thing that that the coaches will do on a yearly basis. They go out, they interact with 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 with, with fans and alum from town to town, and city to city. Uh, our Joe Cook was in San Antonio last night for the event. He's headed to Dallas uh, for the event uh, this evening as well. And so, if anything comes out of it that's super uber important you got to go to Inside Texas to check it out. But right now, it's really just getting everybody aligned, kind of selling the program a little bit more, letting, letting fans know where they are, uh, what the culture's like. He did give us a little update on Jalen Gilbo, who had a, uh, a, a knee injury last year, said he's coming off of surgery, doing pretty well. Uh, there wasn't any much more than that. We're, we're not sure if he's going to be ready in the summertime for contact yet. But Overall, that's really the only update you really get. I think the biggest takeaway was when they handed the microphone to Vic Schaefer. And huh. for three or four minutes, he started talking about what it's like to coach at Texas, what it's like to be around all these championship-level coaches, and, and what the football and basketball programs, men's half, you know, 
all the stuff they have to look forward to from Steve Sarkeesian and, and Rodney Terry. To me, Vic Schaefer kind of stole the show. That is a salesman and a half. <laughs> yeah, Vic no Schaefer, doubt. when he comes on with Craig Way and Jeff Howe, he's definitely, everybody's locked in listening because that guy, he could talk some talk. But, <laughs> you know, Joe, looking at this football team, DraftKings just came out with their Big 12 win total projections, and they got Texas at 9.5 and OU at 9.5 and Kansas State at 8.5. Anything that you see right there is alarming, or does that just sound right with what you've seen with this roster with Texas, year three of Steve Sarkeesian and what we could see in the last year of the Big 12? Texas at nine and a half, I would probably either push or take the over. I think this is a 10-win team this year, and I think they'll make an appearance in the Big 12 championship. Anything past that remains to be seen. Kansas State at eight and a half, I would probably take a push to the over. Chris Kleinman has slowly built a really solid program up in Manhattan. Uh, they've got a lot of guys coming back. I know they're losing Deuce Vaughn and, and, and those, those corners, but they, they've still got a lot of guys coming back, and Kleinman has a tremendous culture there. Oklahoma at nine and a half, I would take the under on that, and I would probably put in some savings if I was, a, if I was so inclined <laughs> and, and chose to gamble. Um, I don't see Oklahoma making that big of a turnaround. Are they going to be a better team in 2023? No doubt. They not only had a good recruiting class, they brought in some, I, I feel like, helpful parts from the portal to, to fill in some holes, similar to what Sark did in his first year, first two years in Austin. I kind of see the same uh, template from Venable's. But that is not a nine-and-a-half win team yet. No, no, sir. Uh, I, I, I feel like that's a little bit of an exaggeration. But then again, I believe they had six Big 12 titles in the last 10, 11 years. So I can understand from a betting standpoint them getting the benefit of the doubt. Texas and K-State push or take the over. Oklahoma, under. Right now for you, Justin, would Texas K-State be your Big 12 title game? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, and and they're going to have to run the ball. The last few times those two have faced off, it, they've had to lean on Bijan Robinson and Rashawn Johnson. I think that's the, that's the way to beat Kansas State. Of course, you're going to try to air it out, but they're going to play some flyover defense. It's going to it's going to really kind of hamper what you can do down the field. That's why running the ball is so important, and that's why I think whenever they do play, if they match up in the Big Twelve Championship. Texas needs to have that workhorse tailback one or two guys because that's the recipe to beat that Wildcat team. Yeah. Um, Justin, in terms of, uh, of Texas basketball, I, I was listening to a little bit of the sound from Rodney Terry, and I want to get your thoughts on this. He was asked about Holland and Johnson, and was he surprised that they ultimately you know, backed out of their commitment to Texas and, and went on? He said he wasn't surprised and kind of went on to what I thought was a good answer, but then I thought, man, there really is no good answer to that. How would you answer that question right now if you're Rodney Terry? Because I can make an argument for both ways. Um, I thought he did a pretty good job, but how would you deal with that? Well, it, it, you have to deal in realities in 2023 in college athletics. And those realities are players will jump ship a moment's notice, even after they have signed letter of intent, locking them into the school, they're still looking around. Uh, you have different avenues for these players now, from the portal to NIL to going to play a year in pro overseas or even in the G League before you're eligible for the NBA draft. So if I'm Coach Terry, I, I, I let fans know this is the new reality. 
no matter how well you play, no matter, you know, a, a great elite eight run, you know, just barely missing the final four, no matter what happens, every next class has to be recruited the, the same. You have to stay the course, even after they sign, apparently. In the past, they signed, they were locked in for at least a year. Now, they can get out of a signature like it's nothing. And so, I think with Rodney Terry, you just have to give fans the reality. Listen, don't just assume kids are locked in because they signed, they committed, the parents are on board, they have a nice NIL deal. Sometimes that doesn't matter, and I'll tell you why. It's called the agent. And ever since they let the agent get involved in high school recruiting, this is only going to be the beginning. This is only going to be just the start of what you can see. Ron Holland is, is probably going in the top five of the 2024 NBA draft. Everyone around him knows that. Does that mean playing someone other than Texas gives him a better shot? I don't think so. But the agent might. Well, the agent might be trying to get more out of the team, out of the collective, out of the program. You know, that's their job, essentially. So whenever you let agents in the bedroom and in the, in the classroom and in the schoolroom with, with these high school kids, this is the reality. This is what you should expect. As much as it burns to lose those two kids, that's the reality of college basketball in 2023. It, it looks bad to a person that doesn't really cover the, to, to the sport. It looks like, man, they lost Arcario Morris. They, they lost uh, Ron Holland. They lost Aaron Johnson. But in reality, there's the portal. There's NIL. And there's agents in high school. And whenever you put all three of those together, that's a powder keg of disaster. And that's exactly what happened with those two five-star signees. Yeah, Jay Wells, if your agent's going to Ron Holland saying, hey, if you're about to be the top five pick in 2024 draft and you're trying to study, I'm Ron Holland. I'm like, yeah, that don't make much sense if I'm going to be in the league <laughs> very soon. But yeah, anyways, you know, Jay Wells, Lance Blanks, we know how much that hurt finding out what happened with his daughter dropping that beautiful um, you know, statement that she said on ESPN. And I know you've been following Texas basketball since you were a little lad, and I know this one hurts for you. What are the best moments that you're going to remember of number 32 from the BMW days to them going deep on that run and Tom Pender's first few years. What are you going to remember most about Lance Blanks? You said it, BMW. That was, when I was a kid, that was the first time that I really paid attention to Texas basketball. I want to say it was, what, 1990 or 91 when they made, I believe it was an Elite Eight run. I think they ran into Arkansas at some point. That was the beginning of the Tommy Pender's running horns. When he used to recruit the state of Texas, but then he would go up to New York and on the East Coast back then when basketball was slightly a little bit bigger. And then he would go get kids from up there as well. I believe like a Terrence Richer and players of that sort. But, you know, I miss the BMW is what I'm going to miss. But really, I've been fortunate enough to cover a handful of basketball games in my time in Texas. Lance Blanks was one of the most approachable, genuine, like, happy to be there people. And in this business, it's funny. The older guys you come across, they're usually a little sour or, or they're a little burned out or, or nothing really excites them because they've done it for so long and they just sort of go through the motions. With Lance Blanks, every day felt like this was his first day on the job. And that's how he treated it. And that's how he treated other people. I was so fortunate to interact with him on a handful of occasions. And each time, he made sure to remember my name. He made sure to remember something I had said. He made sure to be, have a great smile. 
And I, and I think the NBA really, really misses him. This is a guy that was a general manager at one point. This was a first-round pick who, who had a, you know, a, a decent small NBA career. And for him to come back to Austin and to be able to call games and do that, um, I think you, you guys know, without saying too much more, just how special he was and how sad this ending was. And it's one of those things that we're not going to forget it's going to kind of stick with us for a while. And it reminds us to talk to each other, to take care of each other, to ask about each other, to call each other. Uh, we're in a world of relationships when we need to all love each other and do our best to respect each other and be nice and be sweet. Lance Blank epitomized that. And now that he's gone, I think the best way for us to honor that is to do what he did. That is Justin Wells inside Texas on three dot com on Twitter at Justin Wells two four two four. Well said, Justin. As always, we always appreciate the time, brother. Have yourself a good week, and uh, we will talk to you next week. You know it, guys. Nothing but love. Thanks, Jay Wells. There you go. And there was nothing but love coming from uh, from Lance Blanks. Man, just love basketball, love life, and uh, it was such a cool a cool guy to be around. And a lot of a lot of great stuff has been said these last few days. Still, still, just one of those stories. Hey, I'm trying. It's one of those you don't just get reminded every something. Something will happen to me. And I was roll. I'll roll through social media and I'll see like a tribute, like a picture, or the article you talked about from his daughter and things mm-hmm. like that. I retweeted that yesterday and stuff. It just doesn't seem real. It's just it's going to take about ten or twenty times that I hear a reference or hear that name and realize that it that it's a real thing. It's terrible. Yeah, you just have no idea what people are going through. You really don't. Yeah, as you could have the happiest look from the outside and be absolutely hurting in the inside and that's why you gotta treat everybody with respect you know treat them with class be just genuine and that's yeah it's absolutely brutal but we're gonna praise the best moments of lance throughout the rest of our lives and that's how we should go about it yeah no doubt uh, a lot of bass speaking of uh basketball the sport lance loves uh, loved so much obviously we talked to nba today some nfl stuff is out there schedule is going to come out tomorrow there's a lot of different uh stories that will hit today up next we will get into some football um in the flex segment a couple of old linemen and the updates on their situation plus we've got the wednesday night flex show tonight they've got a guest coming up plus this afternoon rod and harge have a big time guest we'll tell you about that as well stay with us it's the horn chad and zay All right, rolling through a Wednesday. Zay's got nothing but ACL music for you. They have announced the lineup for October. We've already had Caliusius. We've already had Alanis Morissette. And this sounds like Dave and the crew from Foo Fighters. That's right. They're back. They're back. Um, I have not followed it closely enough to know if they have, I'm assuming now they have a regular drummer that they've you not know, the son? auditioned and whatever. Is it Taylor's not- son that's in? I didn't. I don't know. It was his son at one of their big performances. I know he's been in there. I don't know if he actually is going to be the you know drummer moving forward. Huh. That was a obviously a really sad story, but they you know there was some kind of really cool emotional stuff coming out of it. That was one of them. Watching his son 
play those drums in that video was emotional. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Um, and rest in peace to the great Taylor Hawkins. But Foo Fighters will be part of ACL. Dave and the, the band keeping Taylor's memory alive and rocking out. I have not seen Foo Fighters live, but I can imagine it's a great, energetic show. In a weird way, they're kind of like... I've heard people... Describe Dave different ways because I, I, I love him to death and just his love of music and, and how he thinks about music I think is really important. Uh, the fact that there's still cool rock bands out there is really cool. But they've got kind of an ACDC vibe to me in that a lot of the songs have similar sounds, but there's just something about that energy live. I've talked to people that have been to Foo Fighters shows. They say it's incredible. So shout out to them. They'll be a part of ACL if you want to check it out in October. Coming up in the 2 o'clock hour today, we'll get into wow, the J.J. Reddick update. I thought everybody hated J.J. Reddick. Somebody likes him enough to offer him a job? I guess so. I didn't know that was real. Uh, we got to talk about that. Plus, I do want to throw it out to the people today, Zay. Let's. I want to throw it out on the, uh, the do you care meter. 1 to 10. The Georgia football team's not going to go to the White House. 1 to 10. How much do you care? We'll talk about it later on in the show. I just want to get people's thoughts. Okay. 337-3776 is the Specs text line. On your do you care meter, how much do you care that Georgia is not going to the White House to see the president and get whatever you get for that? What do you get? You bring a jersey and you do all that stuff and I guess you get a meal. Yeah, they get to hold the jersey. You get a meal, right? Yeah. Well, it, they bring. It might the jer- be good meal. It might be fast food. Yeah. Now they bring the jersey, right? Don't the team? Yeah. The team normally brings the jersey. Yeah, with the president's name on the back. Though the president's name on it. You and either, the year of the e- title. Either the year of the title, or you give them a, a one, or you give them maybe their number. I've seen them do that. Their number, ah, president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. So you give it. You know, like for G, what GW was forty three. Right, 41 and 43 were the two Bushes, and then that would have made Obama 44. So then, yeah, you just throw that number on if you want. This would be 46 if you want to throw uh, throw that one. Uh, but uh, George is not going to be going, so let us know what you think. All right, uh, let's get into that flex segment. A couple of O-line updates and the Wednesday night flex uh, set up for tonight. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Zay, we got a couple of offensive linemen today. I'm interested in kind of where the where the offers go from here. One of these guys is, I believe he would have been the left tackle for most of the year for Lake Travis, and got kind of a tough name to say, so a lot of people have chosen different ones. I've seen him called Mo. I've seen him referred to as Izomo. I've heard some people just say, no, they call him Big E. Just say Big E, and that's it. That's because the last name, I'm going to try this one, is Aratokai. So it's kind of tough to say. Yeah, a little difficult. We talked about him a little bit last year in terms of the all-flex watch team and uh, guys to look for. He's class of 24. Uh, he is listed on his Twitter at 64295, and he just got an offer from Sam. Here's the offer list right now. Army, Navy, Tulsa, UTSA, Sam Houston State. 
Let's just keep an eye on that. Not too shabby. Let's just keep an eye on that list. Nothing against those schools. I'm just interested to see if it might change as things go along. Again, 6'4", 295, O-lineman out of Lake Travis. Um, We'll see if that offer list changes a little bit and maybe grows a little bit as the season goes on. Also, shout out to Joe Sockwell from Westlake announcing that he is going to Texas Tech to play baseball. Congratulations there. And the other offensive lineman that I wanted to mention today, Jacob, I'm assuming it's Pontone, P-O-N-T-O-N, who is uh, out of Dripping Springs, class of 24. He has committed to Texas Tech as well. Nice. Congratulations to that young man, all-district, an all-district and all-state level uh, offensive tackle there as well, 6'7", 270. And again, he has committed to Texas Tech. At FLXATX on your social media. Again, we love those weightlifting videos, seven-on-seven videos. Let us know all the work that everybody's putting in in the offseason. We're rolling up on on seven-on-seven time very, very quickly here. So check it out. And then Wednesday night flex tonight. Zay, it's a name we, uh, I think we remember, Braden Buchanan. Going to be a guest with the fellas tonight. Okay. Braden Buchanan, uh, baseball commit to Baylor. If y'all don't know that, Braden is not only a pretty badass quarterback, took Vandegrift all the way to that state title game, he is a badass baseball player. And I believe it's catcher. That's yeah, it. that's what I was about to I ask. I think that's his specialty. Tough. He is, uh, he, I think he is that guy. And um, he was, he's one of those guys that I, I watched him in the early part of the year, and then when I had the opportunity to be on the same level, literally standing on the level he was at one of our the flex events, I realized, my God, Buchanan's big. Oh, he's huge. That is a big built dude. Yeah, I saw him lower his shoulder on somebody this season. And it was Oh, I remember woof. that I remember that play. Yo. Hey, you were pretty close to that dump truck, <laughs> I weren't was you? Very close, man. <laughs> you were right the down there. The sound of that contact. Yeah, the boy, he's serious. Yeah, he can bring it. Uh so shout out to Braden. Hope everything's going well with him as he gets ready to head off to Baylor. He's gonna be hanging out with the fellas. Find out the latest from Braden Buchanan tonight. Wednesday night flex at 7. Also, speaking of flexing and lifting and other such things, we have told you about the big lift. Coming up Friday, March 19th, Mark Henry's big lift, benefiting the USA Weightlifting Foundation. It is hosted by Mark uh, down there at the Hotel Van Zant, celebrating great athletes of all sports who use weightlifting to ensure their success in their chosen sport. Visit the events calendar at hornfm.com for sponsorships, tickets, and to make your donation. Mark Henry is going to be on with the fellas this afternoon on Ball Don't Lie at 4.30. 4.30, you can hear Mark Henry this afternoon. We're going to try to set Mark up on this show later in the week as well and maybe next week. Mark has made either the incredible choice or the huge mistake of asking me to be the MC for the event. What I do have, you mean? I have no idea what that's going to mean uh, other than I'm going to challenge Mark and everybody that's there, all the dignitaries, to a weightlifting competition. <laughs> We're just going to see. We're just going to see. And by that, I mean I'm going to see if they can all bench press me. That's that's the challenge. Can you bench press me? Just grab a bench. Can you do that? I mean, if you feel comfortable with grown men fondling you, then sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Trust me, they'll all say no. (laughs) 
They will all say no. But they'll all say yes if I say, hey, y'all want to do a weightlifting contest? Yeah, yeah, I do, Chad. I want to I see if I can lift more weight than you. Uh, but there's some big-time names. I think they're going to be a part of that event. I know that, that Mark's been talking to me about. So we'll get those out to you. Uh, and, again, go to hornfm.com for that event. And also remember, AEW coming to town next Wednesday night. Dynamite and Rampage live at the Moody Center. Can't wait for that as well. So shout out to Mark. He's got a lot going on. Hopefully you'll hear from him in the next few days on a couple of the shows. And cross your fingers, Eric Rains and the crew are trying to get him uh, down at Coke FM on the mornings with Bob Cole. That's Uh-oh. What, that's what I want to hear. The Bob Cole-Mark Henry Summit on professional wrestling. Because I hear that Bob Cole has used the F word. Not the Bob Huggins F word. Okay. And not that other F word. Uh-huh. But the F word pro wrestlers do not like to hear fake, that word. Oh. He's used it, I think, maybe even on the air before. Ooh. So there may be a debate to have. Oh, <laughs> wrestling is fake. Oh. There may be a debate. That, I don't uh, buy it one second. That we, get, that we get to have. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Uh, keep your fingers crossed for that one. Uh, but a lot of cool stuff going on around Mark Henry in the next week or so, and uh, we are glad to be a part of that and one of the sponsors of the event and uh, and to help and spread the word there. All right, so Flex segment every day at 1.30 uh, right here on the show on Chad and Zay. Speaking of Zay, up next, it's Where We At in Society. We'll see what Zay wants to get into at 2 o'clock. We'll get back into some NBA stuff. Could J.J. Redick be headed out of the booth, out of the media world, and back into the basketball world as a coach? We'll get you that. Plus, next hour, do you even care about Georgia not going to the White House? Apparently, that's become a story. We'll get into that a little bit. I will give Kirby Smart credit for one thing of how they handled this. We'll get into that next hour. To the Specs texter that says, for some reason, Bob Huggins hates catchers. Shame on you. He has changed. He is going to sensitivity training. He's met with the people. He has lost money. He is a changed man. Shame on you, oh Specs texter. God. Bob Huggins is a changed man. He is <sighs> not that same guy that we heard this weekend. He has got the sensitivity, or he's going to the sensitivity training. He's got a shrink. He's lost money. He is a new man. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Specs text line 337 3776. I do not know what to do with that one. So I am just going to pitch this break and tell you that where are we at in society is coming up on the horn. Let's go, girls. Chad and Zay. All right. From what I've learned this year, this is a show Megan the Stallion may want to check out. If she's not playing ACL, she might be going to that Shania Twain show. Now, this is like a special one. It's only one of the weekends for Shania, right? Yeah, correct. Didn't I hear that? Okay. Yeah. Got to get the distinctions there. Shania Twain will be a part of ACL. All ACL stuff for you today. From Zay, Shania, Foo Fighters, Alanis Morissette, and Kaliushas have all been played. They will all be a part of ACL. Yeah, Shania probably said, you know what, guys? I got one weekend in me. I'm not missing Texas OU. <laughs> that ain't happening. You might be right. You might be right. Although, I don't know how much Shania cares about Texas OU. She's Canadian. Yeah. I don't know who her teams are. I'd have to double-check that. Like, is she into, I don't know, is she a Raptors fan or... 
you know, a hockey person. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who her team is. Good question. Uh, I've never, I've never seen Shania Twain live. Uh, you and your wife into Shania Twain? Would you see that show? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like a wild man. Shania back on tour. That's fantastic. All right, uh, we'll get you more music as we roll on. We'll get you more uh, NBA talk and. Um, the uh, two huge series tonight that may both end. Two series could end in five. We could get our first teams into the conference finals tonight. We'll get uh, Zay's thoughts on those series coming up. Also, uh, we are already getting some thoughts from people on do they care that the Georgia championship football team is not going to the White House. Uh, let us know what you think. Specs text line 337-3776. Right now, though, it's where are we at in society. Let's see what Zay wants to get into. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, do I need to go to Twitter today or what's going on? Yeah, I'm slipping. I didn't send it to you in time. I am sending oh. the topic today. Okay. Right now. All right. All right. So, <laughs> you know, we talked about Jordan Poole yesterday and him spending that half a million on an Ice Spice date. Ice Spice being the next up and coming woman rapper Jordan Poole being the struggling NBA basketball player that could be out the playoffs tonight if his team loses to the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. Well, you got to find balance. There's going way too hard and spending way too much money as an NBA or a professional athlete. Mm -hmm. And then there's Jared Vanderbilt, Uh who is being called out for returning his clothes that he wore to the game at wherever place he bought it from the next day. <laughs> An NBA player wearing clothes in the tunnel, which we know the NBA tunnel is basically a fashion show. The fool returned those same clothes the next day because somebody out of them on Instagram, somebody said that, I guess, he bought the clothes from. Who the heck is following that? Oh, easy. Who is a keeping lot of people. track of these things? When you see a guy walk in, especially in L.A., he's like six foot eight, right. and he's purchasing all this clothes with all this yeah, money. All right. You ask, who are you? Oh, I'm Jerry Vanderbilt. Okay, cool. I see. So the person <laughs> that outed him goes and says, nice try. Bought 2K worth of clothes Monday. This outfit specially wore it wore it to the tunnel and then posted it Tuesday, then returned it Wednesday. I wasn't at the store, and someone took the return. Lord knows why. Obviously, clothing. Man, if I didn't have a reason to hate the Lakers and root for the home turf, now I have a reason. Boo. All right, I'll ask the cheap question. Um, do they have a return policy? I mean, they took it back. 200K. I don't know if you could return stuff when you purchase 200K. That's a lot of coin. Uh, 2K, not 2K. 2K, excuse not me. I'm, I'm, excuse me, I'm thinking, Still, about, I'm I'm thinking a, about Jordan Poole. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay, so $2,000 worth of clothes. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a lot. That is a lot to spend, but if you have a return policy, you have a return policy. Maybe, maybe he saw his picture. He didn't quite think it made the statement he wanted to make. You need to return him. They might have told him as he walked out, hey, if you don't love it, remember, you can return that. Well, I'm looking at the fit. This shouldn't be 2K worth. Like, this shouldn't be $2,000. It's just a button-up shirt that he's wearing open with a very tacky-ass wife beater underneath. (laughs) He's wearing these 
bluish teal baby blue pants uh-huh. that I don't know. Ain't no way that could be over a thousand dollars. So I'm trying to see where the 2K is coming from. Yeah, I need. I mean, as much as for everybody that wants to get mad at his part of it, I would be. I'm offended by that number. I'm offended that that outfit cost $2,000. Yeah, that's an issue. So if y'all want to get mad at something, how about you get mad at that? I say bravo, Mr. Vanderbilt. (laughs) Bravo. You're really showing your cheapness here. I am. Do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. I don't know his reasoning for returning it, but if you have a policy, just just recently I went and returned a CD to Walmart. Why? Because they have a policy. I took the receipt. I said, I'd like to make a return. Woman didn't even ask me questions as to why. Okay, the, the money will be put on your card. Have a nice day. That's it. Yo, We're you're, done. You're talking to a guy. If I was in the league, I would come up wearing the same Crocs that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> I'd be so cheap in the league. Like, Tim Duncan would look at me and be like, damn, dog, you really outdid yourself. I'd be so cheap because... The money coming in, I'm going to save it. I don't need to buy 2K. We have 82 games. I'm not going to look fly for 82 games. I'm going to wear the same fits, hoodies, the same damn day. Did you wear that jacket three nights in a row? Yes. (laughs) And? If I was in the NBA, they would come on, they would break it down, and they would say, okay, tonight is the 100th time that Chad has worn the Mountain Dew (laughs) T-shirt. So far, the team is... Slightly better than 500 when he wears it. They'd keep up with the stats. That's how much I'd wear stuff. Yeah, I mean. Come on, man. Yeah, somebody asked, did he keep the tags on? It doesn't. Maybe he did. Maybe. Maybe he did, but no, man, I'm the opposite of you, Chad. You're in the NBA. Shame on you, Jared Vanderbilt. You can't be this cheap. And you're from Houston. You're from the H. Like, come on, bro. You don't have to spend this bread. You don't have to. What I would do, if I, now, what, if I was going to, if I was that big time, what I might try to do is, if I thought I didn't want to keep wearing stuff, you know, I want to keep it fresh or whatever, I get that, but figure out a way to help out others in the, and there's not many probably, but there's other, I guess, six, you say six, eight, six, nine? Yeah. There's probably other six, eight people somewhere that might benefit from those from that clothing. That's what some of the NBA guys should do. Figure out a way to use social media, use the technology out there, and when you're done with your clothes, then auction them off. You know, raise some money, get yourself some money, but also you can raise some money for good causes and stuff. Like, hey, here's my outfit. I'm six foot eight. It's kind of unique. So let me send it out to the world and say, hey, let's help these. Let's help this children's charity that I like. And, you know, whatever. 50% of it will go to a children's charity. Anybody want my outfit? Right. That's the kind of stuff I would do. Yeah. See, somebody trying to clown me like, damn, you a grown-ass man that wears Crocs? I'm comfortable. I'm sitting in the chair <laughs> talking to you idiots. I am going to be comfortable. I don't need to be rocking my Air Forces and my fly shoes. For what? Nobody going to see it? I'm already married. Who do I have to impress? Nobody. I'm good. So I'm going to be comfortable. Uh, there's a time and a place where I need to look fly, and I'll do that. Mother's Day's coming up this weekend. I will not be wearing these Crocs around my mother. I will not. She deserves more than that. Mm. I will wear nice button-down shirt, looking smooth, some forces, looking clean. It's different between me being right here in the chair yeah. and then going out. Now, if I was in the league, I'd still be cheap. I'd still be wearing Crocs. I'd be wearing, like, damn, maybe they'd figure out, damn, they got on, what is this, Ross? Oh, Navy? I don't care. I am saving my money. I am not going to be like Vince Young. I am not going to be like Allen Iverson. I love Vince Young. Y'all know I do. We all do. But he is an example. 
what not to do as a professional athlete. So, look, Vanderbilt, in a way, he is smart because he is saving money. He's returning. Mm-hmm. But, damn, if there's a way to go. If he's going to do it that way, he needs to be more like what you're talking about on the front end. Just go to a department store then. If you're going to do first, if, if your policy is going to be wear it once, return it, don't go this high level. Go to a lower level there. And get caught. Or go cheaper. Just get cheaper stuff. Like have somebody, I know you got a camp, have somebody return it for you. No, you could do that. They'd still find out probably. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not bad. It's a bad look. Yeah, that is that is rough. Good evening. Welcome back to the Red Carpet. Isaiah Collier is now entering the NBA award show. Zay, who are you wearing? A tuxedo shirt that I got <laughs> from the outlet mall. It is very comfortable, size. Triple XL, yes. It is lovely. It's lovely. And matching Crocs. How long have we had those? Oh, uh, probably about three years now. <laughs> they're worn, but they're comfortable. Oh, uh, that's all that matters. That is all that matters. You know they have some kind of don't they have little like jewels and weird stuff you can stick into the holes of the crocs? Oh yeah. For decoration. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can ice them up real nice. Because if you go with like I'm sure they have real diamond versions of that. So really you can make your crocs pretty expensive if you want oh, to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. See, if you saw me at the mullet open, I had my Air Maxes on, it was clean. My fresh Adidas shirt was clean. No neck roll. Very out of my comfort zone on radio. Do you think, right now, Russell Westbrook has every outfit we've seen him in? No. I don't either. I mean, some of that stuff should just be burned afterwards. Yeah. Because he's Some of it I still think he did on purpose, just to taunt us. Yeah, some I think he was late and then just had to grab whatever he could and just walked out the yeah. door. Probably. And, and it, it, somehow it worked for him. If I if I was Russ, once I got it started, I would have just literally had like in my closet or have somebody pick it out for me. Just make it random every day, every game. Just okay. Randomize the shirt. We're going with that one. Randomize the pants. We're going with that one. Give me some shoes. Good. I'm going to work. Well, at this point, once you get to the league, it's kind of like the richer you are, the more free stuff you get. So a lot of these guys have brands that you know. They're out promoting and stuff. So a lot of the stuff they get free anyway. And you need, like Kevin Durant, I remember for years he would just rock a Nike sweatsuit fleece in just different colors. He doesn't do that anymore. But there was one point in time Kevin Durant was rocking the same Nike jumpsuit every game. Just was cool with it. Just different colors? Just different colors. Rotate. Yeah, he's a Nike guy, so it's free. All he just got that huge Nike contract for the rest of his life, so it's super free. Yeah. Did you see the LeBron the other day just walking in in that green golf shirt? It looked like something I'd buy if I could afford it. I'm sure that golf shirt costs like $500 or yeah. something. But it just looked like some style of shirt that I might wear when I'm trying to dress up. <laughs> and he just wore it because he knew it was so casual. I was like, there you go, LeBron. Well done. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's known as one of the cheapest guys ever. You hear people talk about LeBron James, that train wreck stuff. That is not a fluke. That dude really? is cheap. Okay. Yeah, I've heard it from Dwayne Wade. I've heard it from multiple people. He's one of the cheapest individuals you ever met. The dude's a billionaire. Nice. He's nuts. There you go. Sometimes that's how it happens. All right, there's where we at in society. We do it every day about 145. Uh, just let people return their clothes. Why are we telling why are we telling the, the telling tales on people? Well, so we can have a radio segment, I guess. Uh two o'clock hour coming up. The JJ Reddick update. Also, we're getting listener feedback from the Specs text line. 337-3776. How much do you care, 1 to 10, on the fact 
that Georgia is not going to the White House with the football team. We'll get into that next hour as well. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. This is The Horn.